choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Testing, testing, one, two, testing, one. Yo, 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 what up? It's Kells. Thanks for asking Kells Podcast, episode 238. I'm back. Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. All right, y'all. So, you know, in case you can't tell, I'm you know I'm using the uh, default no frills computer mic. So, um, the cord, you know, they only <clears throat> excuse me, Amazon is only delivering um, uh, essential like medical stuff. Well, I don't know. They say that, but like I've had things bought by Amazon, so I think it depends on like where you are maybe because i've had since it started i've had stuff delivered by amazon that was not essential i don't know if it depends on when you ordered it like i ordered a lot of stuff um when i the week that um they started talking about we everybody's probably gonna be uh work from home i went on amazon and ordered a whole bunch of shit toilet paper and a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, the delivery dates is like crazy April, May. I was like, whatever, let me just order it now. It'll come when it comes because I don't want to wait till, you know, 30 days from now when niggas tell them it's going to be another 30 days. Then you try to, you know, who knows how backed up they're going to be by then. So maybe that's why because I did a lot of front loading and stuff is coming through. People saying they can't find toilet paper. I, um, been finding toilet paper. Like, you, you know, if you if it's not at one store, it's at the, it's at the other store. Again, you can't go to, like... Whole Foods and, uh, you know, the places where the white people go. But the bodegas, I've been finding toilet paper. Like, I, I I have three that I hit up. And between them three, if you go, like, early in the day, it'll be there. Like, if you try to go late when everybody out doing it. But, um, yeah. So, let's get started. Um, Yours in Negritude is going out to Rihanna, Robin Rihanna Fenty for her UK Vogue cover. This is on the front in a do-rag. Um, this caused quite a controversy. Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. Like, I feel like people do, black people do a whole lot around do-rags. Like, I, it's kind of almost performative to me because I understand, listen, black people and their hair is a complicated history, particularly in this country. But, like, I just feel like people do a lot of performative stuff with the do-rag. Like, people... I don't, like, it's been around for a long time, but, like, I feel like those suburban kids who never wanted to be black are trying to reclaim it and, like, oh, I'm so black, I wear a do-rag. I don't think that's what Rihanna was doing. Rihanna, we always know Rihanna's ahead of a curve and all about fashion. And it's, actually, if you read the article, it's really great. Rihanna gives great art, um, interviews because she's very thoughtful, like I've said before, very smart. And she's always saying things that are um just very um, well thought out and, and enlightening, um, you know, and, and, to her, um, and true, you know, and she says things that are true to her. Like she's never, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't say stupid shit. She doesn't talk about frivolous shit. Like she's really, when she gives interviews, she really gives thoughtful answers. And I appreciate that. And that's one of the main reasons that I like her, that I stand for her because, you know, she, I, I think she's a smart girl. And I think she, I think she, um, takes the time 
I think she's sincere, and I think the things that she says are well thought out, and, like, she never has to backtrack. She never has to know, well, what I meant was, well, no, you're taking it the wrong way. Like, I don't believe in that. I believe if you if you can communicate clearly, and if your thoughts are clear, and if you know what it is that you're trying to say, then there's really no somebody could take it wrong or whatever, you know. I mean, people could do what they want to do, but I just think a lot of people just don't, you know, they're not that bright, and they just, you know, are very... um you know, publicity train, but that just tells you how to come across that doesn't have anything to do with, like, what's in your head, and it really won't help you if it's not much up there, but anyway, um, you know, the, the people made a big deal out of do-rag, um, I just thought it was dope, I mean, I just thought she was, you know, I'm on UK, um, British UK in, in a do-rag, like, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, sorry, I didn't think, you know, I think people do a lot with the do-rags. I think it's a very, a lot of it is performative. A lot of it's like, oh, look at me. I'm so black. My do-rag. Like, a do-rag is not a big deal. People have been wearing them forever. You know, people, black people, we wear stuff. Black people who care about their appearance, I should say, um, wear things on their hair. I don't wear do-rags. I used to wear um, a cotton scarf. I really don't like wearing things to bed, like socks. Some people go to bed with socks and shit. I'm like, I can't. How the fuck, that, that, you, that is so hot and uncomfortable. I don't know how anybody sleeps in socks. I don't like things on my head. So, you know, I don't wear do-rags. And I don't wear do-rags anyway because they, my hair is just, it's not for my hair. Like, it pulls in my hair. It doesn't, I don't need um those things to make my hair lay down or to make waves. So, I don't tend to wear anything on my head. If I do, because I wanted to just, you know, want to be able to get up and just not have to do anything, I might wear a cotton scarf, but I haven't done that in years either. Like, I just don't care because I wash my hair every day, so I just, it don't, it's no point to me to wear a do-rag because I'm just get up in the morning and wash my hair in the shower anyway, so, like, what is the whole point? But anyway, yours and neighbor to another fly cover from Rihanna. She talked about R9 saying that, you know, she's working, uh, what'd she say? I think she said aggressively on it she's working, and it'll come out when she feels like it. Um, she's been very quiet. A lot of actually celebrities have been very quiet. Well, not a lot. Some have been, we've been seeing too much of them. We need to flatten the curve on these celebrities. But a lot of them have been very quiet. And I'm sure a lot of them probably taking the time to rest because they start on the go. But Rihanna has been very quiet. She's been on a couple lives, you know, uh, throwing shade at Drake. But very quiet. So I have a, I, I believe her when she says she's working on an album. I think she may be doing it present, currently. Maybe she'll wait till we all can go back outside. I don't know. But anyway, yours and gratitude to her. All right. Moving on to current uh, topics or events, whatever you want to call them. Um, so Tiger King, <laughs> I think almost everybody has seen it. Now, if you haven't seen it, you've heard of it. Um, I've since finished watching it, started. There's a um, podcast called Joe Exotic Tiger King on Wondery that I've been listening to. And it goes into a bit more I mean, the, the Netflix special is pretty detailed, but the podcast goes into a little bit more detail, and there's a little bit more, you know, different snippets of the interviews, they, different um, stuff that's not in the documentary. It makes it more clear. When I was watching the documentary, I really was like, yo, I think Joe got, I still, I, I still think Joe got set up. Like, the man was talking about ki- killing Carol Bassing, of course, but like, you know, the, the reason I say he he got set, set up because, and really I don't even understand how, because um, for the murder charge, like, he definitely embezzled. But, like, one of the key, when you, of course, hiring somebody to kill, hiring someone to kill someone else is illegal, of course. But, like, the key element in that case is that 
when you it, actually any criminal case for you to be convicted, like you have to have the, the mind state to commit the crime, and then there has to be what they call like an overt act, right? Because what do you know, black people we know we sit around all day, man, I'm gonna blow that place up, man, I'm gonna burn that place down. Like we just talking shit. We're not gonna actually do anything. Like it's not a crime. It's not a crime until you like go get some gasoline and drive there and like try to throw, you know, gasoline on the building. Then it's like, okay. They did a over, and whether you burn a building down or not, you know, if you get caught right then, they can be like, they can charge you with contempt of arson, because they'll be like, okay, well, look, he did a, a overt act to try to burn a building, and my thing with Joe was, they said on the documentary that he offered $3,000, but no money was ever exchanged, and that's why I was like, how are you going to get him for solicitation of murder? The overt act has to be, like, y'all watch the cop shows, I watch ID, we all watch it, you know, whenever they set somebody up to, to for um, hiring a hitman, they always have to get them on the car and on tape, saying that they want the person killed affirmatively, and then handing over the payment, whatever the payment's going to be, and that didn't happen here, that's why I was like, how how did they get him on that? But when you listen to the um podcast, it, it becomes a little bit more clear. And and I personally thought Joe was just talking shit. I was like, he hated Carol Bassin, of course, and he was doing all that to harass her, but I don't think he was really trying to kill her. Like I low key think Carol and all of them might have might have went in cahoots to get Joe out the way. Cause Carol was really trying to collect that million dollars. And Joe wasn't all that debt. And the other dude was trying to get the zoo from him. So I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they set this shit all up just to get Joe out the way. I don't know. But when you when you listen to the podcast, he was actually trying to kill Carol, and apparently there's more conversations that were had besides what we heard, which is what um, led to, to that charge. Like, you know, so it, it was more to it, because on the documentary, I was like, I don't understand how they got, all, all he'd been doing is talking shit about Carol the whole time. Like, he reading her diary, he done made all these videos talking shit about her. Like, what is any different, these recordings they playing, it ain't no different. He's just like, yeah, kill her here, or kill her there. We're going to say, he's been saying that the whole time. So, um, and even the producers was like, when they was talking to the Jeff dude, they was like, well, you don't think you set him up? And he was like, oh, what, I set him up just because I recorded what he was saying all the time? Like, yeah, man, like, what he was saying all the time, but he never was really trying to kill her, so it kind of seemed like he set him up. But anyway, I set it up to say, if you really want to uh, know more about it, there's a podcast called Joe Exotic, the Tiger King on Wondery. Um, and it's a lot more detail in that. But shout out to the Tiger King. Uh, fuck all you people. It's like, yo, people who just can't... Some people, like, they just gotta be a part of something. And if they can't be a part of something, or, like, they can't... I don't know, they're not allowed in on the fund, then it's a problem. All these people jumping up now talking about, well, Joe... Joe, um, exotic, he's, he's, uh, racist, and, you know, it's no, it's no black people on there, it's like, yo, no, who was watching Tiger King about a zoo in Oklahoma looking for, what, black people, we don't fuck around with that shit, like, nobody is watching that for that, and that's dumb anyway, like, you watch whatever comes on, you see what the topic is, and you watch it to watch that, like, who's turned on something called Tiger King to see black people in it, like, it's just like, shut up, and then all these people like, oh, well, it's overrated, it's not the good, who cares, we know he's racist, like, who cares, like, this shit is wild, this shit is crazy, I can't get into it, y'all, okay, then don't get into it, don't watch it, like, shut the fuck up, y'all just be wanting attention on the internet, because ain't nobody laughing at your little corny jokes, or, you, you know, you ain't, you ain't, uh, got Netflix, so you can't watch it, or whatever, like, just be quiet, um, yeah, okay, so, moving on, what I want to do next, uh, so, Drake put a, uh, 
photo up of his son on the internet finally. People lost their minds. It don't look like him. Baby look white. He need to have a paternity test. First of all, why you would think that he would be claiming that child who's like two now without having a paternity test is, is ridiculous. Second of all, the baby looks just like Drake and his mother in the face. And third of all, this is like what I be saying when y'all be trying to say who who black and who not black and who light skin and who. This is exactly what we talking about because jeans do what jeans are gonna do, and you never know when white jeans, black jeans, whatever jeans they they pop out however they want to pop out. They mix and match however they want to mix and match, and you never know when somebody you know face is gonna come popping out of somebody's you know in somebody's child or how it's going. You know we we could just tell which one of y'all fail biology. Like them putting stairs, them putting squares. Was kicking y'all last because y'all be swearing that black has to look this way and white has to look that way and if it look this way then it can't be it's like shut up genetics don't work like that genetics will do what they want to do and that boy would, looks just i don't know what you know the blonde hair and all that they came straight through like drake's mama came straight through that baby looks like it looks like drake and the people it looks like drake in the face who drake has that I, to me I know people think Drake is, is fine. I've never, I mean, he's okay. I've never really thought he was, yeah, he's not ugly, clearly. But, I mean, you know, he's a he's a good-looking guy, I guess. So I never really thought he was super fine because he looked like Snoopy to me with the droopy eyes and the nose. He just always looked like Snoopy to me. And so I've never really, you know, thought he was fine, fine. So, and that baby has them same droopy eyes and that, no, he, they look, they look exactly alike. So, I mean, it is no question to me that that's his kid, um, People talking about his baby mama. She's his baby mama is not ugly at all. She is a perfectly fine looking white woman. She has a regular nose. She doesn't have a plastic surgery. She's your. I think she's French. I think she's. I know she's French, but I, I don't know if she's Canadian French or. I I thought I read that she was French French. That she's from like Paris, and she probably moved to Canada. I don't know what the deal is, but I know that. I've read that she's French. So, them French people, they don't be having, the, the European women, they don't be doing the plastic surgery and all that crazy shit like we do here trying to look like whatever the, y'all the fuck y'all trying to look like. So, she looks like a regular woman, how a regular woman looks. She doesn't have a nose job. She has a regular ass nose. She's not bad looking at all. It's nothing. She just don't look like these um, plastic surgery ass cut up ass all got the same face as uh, bitches y'all used to over here, so you calling her ugly, you, that girl would not give you the time of day at all, and clearly she was, uh, good looking enough to get in Drake's circle, so please be quiet, y'all, y'all do, y'all love calling women ugly that would, you could never get close to, even if y'all was in a mass grave together, you couldn't get close to her, y'all kill me with that, oh, she, uh, like, y'all baby mamas, we see them, they are not, no disrespect to nobody's baby. I'm, you know, I'm sure y'all doing y'all best, but like we see these women that y'all procreate with. We see these women that y'all get. We see these women that y'all pull. And then you stay on the internet with the bad bitches and, and, and nice, attractive women who would not give you the time of day, calling them ugly and everything else. And it's just, it amazes me because I'd be like, bro, you are horrible looking and you know let's see let's see the girl you pulled that this you got you know all this gall to be on here calling this woman ugly so um you know whatever i really don't care about drake or his kid um you know i people he talking about he wasn't hiding the kid from the world i still i still i don't believe that story i still think he was trying to keep that shit under wraps i can tell by the way you talk about your baby mama you was you was ashamed you was trying to keep that shit under wraps and you got pulled out and now you want to put a you know a picture up or whatever because for whatever reason i don't know and that's fine if you want to put a picture up but like either you hiding your child 
Or, or either you're protecting your child, you're not protecting your child. Ain't nobody ever really asked to see him. We would have been fine just waiting for him. To, you know, like all these other kids that get eight or nine and they start having their own little social media. And, you know, we see them then, fine. But, um, you know, you put them up there, fine. You know, God bless, raise your child. I really don't care. Um, yeah, so I got on here last week and I was talking about the live. So everybody's doing the beat battles or the Purdue. I don't know what they're called. These battles online. Look, God bless y'all. I'm not trying to be a poo. I have not watched any of them. I will not watch any of them. That's just not interesting to me. I will listen to the um playlist on title, but it's just, it's not, I tried, I tried to, I don't get it. I don't, it's not, I don't get it. Like I just, it's all it does is remind me that I'm stuck in the house um, it doesn't feel like I'm in a club, I can go get a drink, I'm still stuck in the house staring at my phone, so, but, um, you know, God bless y'all that doing them, I'm, I'm glad to see that they started using the producers, though, like, that's, I'm gonna be real, the DJ's doing a set, that was not interesting to me at all, it's like, nothing I would ever watch, but I, I get the entertainment of, you know, two hit makers going hit for hit, I'm still not gonna watch it, but that's a little bit more interesting to me than, than the DJs, um, but now everybody's doing them, and I just look, man, God bless y'all. If I know everybody bored out here looking for stuff to do, but these goddamn tic-tac tops every five minutes with these dances, it's the same dance, y'all. It's the same eight counts. They all look the same. Y'all all, it's, it's enough. I'm tired of the challenges. It's enough. Like, goddamn. Be creative. Do something else. Like, it's, it's wild, like, videos retweeting the people, like, redoing monologues or, like, acting out different scenes with, like, their kids and shit, like, get, be creative, we tired of these, I'm tired of these fucking dances, I'm tired of these fucking TikToks and these fucking lives, like, it's every five minutes somebody going up with a live, y'all not interesting, y'all not doing nothing, I don't want to see it, like, come up with something creative, goddamn Courtney, rise and grind, what y'all doing, y'all sitting home all day, I work from home, all these people talking about all this free time you got, I don't have no fucking free time, I, my days are packed, I work from home, it's all I can do to stay productive with this, like, little ass fucking laptop and limited, uh, you know, uh, hardware I have to do my job that I normally do with, like, three different pieces of computer on one laptop, so I'm, 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 I'm full during the day, you know, I, I, it's so, I don't really have time to do a whole lot, I do try to stick to, I, I stick to a schedule, I stop at five, I'm not, you know, so I be on these Zoom calls, people talking about they were still trying to do shit at 1030 at night, I'm not doing that, like, I'm not that person that because I'm working from home, I'm just gonna be taking all the time up to, no, I, I get out, I, I set my alarm clock, so that I could roll out of bed, take my shower, put my little, whatever, I, you know, in the house day outfit I'm going to have on. I always try to put something on that's not pajamas, you know, and um, roll out the bed. And I make sure I hit my dining room table at 9 a.m. sharp. Now, when I was going into the office, sometimes I was going at 8, 8.30 because, you know, it don't make, it didn't make a difference a half an hour. I'm going to leave at 5 anyway, but like, you know. It's just a little bit more time to get yourself together, like, you know, get your coffee, whatever, and then you can really start at nine. It didn't matter, because you're in the office, you can take as many breaks as you want. Now that I'm in the house, you know, you're not getting no 8.30, you're not getting no 8. I am getting a lot of sleep, though, to sleep that that extra two hours, whatever it is that you get, because you don't have to worry about a commute. You can just get up and go. I just, When I walk, was walking out the door to go to work, I would get, I'd roll out my bed at 6.45 at the latest. I would try, I set my alarm for 6.00. 
you know, I snooze until 6.30. If I if I went to bed reasonably early, I would just go ahead and get up at 6.30. But if I was tired, I was, you know, 6.45 and I roll out here, I ain't got to get up till 7.30. <laughs> I got to get up. I, I get my coffee, make the bed, all of that shit, because I'm a bed maker. Even before this, I don't I don't like, uh, I like getting into a fresh made bed. I don't like leaving my bed a mess. Um, and, you know, I take my shower. By the time I do all that, put my little house clothes on, it's 8.45. You know, I got 15 minutes, set my computer up, and I hit, you know, start writing nine sharp. So today, Wednesday, hump day, this is the day where I kind of start to, you know, drag, like, Monday, Tuesday, I was good, I was actually pretty productive, like, close to what I would do in the office, because, you know, I got my little rhythm now, even with the, even with the laptop, I have, you know, I set my rhythm up to do how I need to do, um, Wednesday, though, is when I start breaking down, so when I start getting a little bit tired, I'm tired of these calls, these conference calls, everybody being extra chatty on the calls, like, yo, people out there in the sign of my voice, if you have control over, you know, we all know what we got to do, we on these conference calls, but I think y'all need to understand, and I say this with all, like, you know, humility and humbleness, but very dead-ass serious, you have to understand, it's, it's, it should be a whole lot of stuff that, that comes out of this experience that, that changes, one being, you know, these companies going to have to see, like people have been saying for years, that it's really not necessary for a lot of these jobs for people to be in an actual office. And a lot of the excuses that people make for why people have to be all camaraderie and then product productivity and ideas and all this, it's, it's proven to really not be true. Because it seems like everybody that can work from home has transitioned to work from home. And, and um, it's going along nicely, right? Um... The second thing y'all have to understand is, like, when we are at work, we are, you know, black people especially, white people, I don't know, because y'all really seem to, like, enjoy, quote, fingers, having friends and being social at work. And and it's just, I don't. And all of this forced interaction, forced social, all this stuff that people are swear is so key to how engaged you are at your job and how good you are at your job and, and how, in, you know, how into your job you are. I, I hope that this experience finally proves that that is bullshit because we are all at home doing work and, you know, getting everything done without doing all that. So what I said all that to say is, you know, people, I want y'all to understand that People are don't really want to do, in the office, we don't want to talk to y'all. We don't want to be social. We don't, you know, beyond common courtesy, we don't want to be on a whole bunch of calls. We don't want to be in a whole bunch of useless meetings that could be emails. And so now that we're home and, and so many more things have to be emails, we hope, we hope and we pray that that lesson is learned. And so when we do get back in the office, a lot of these meetings and a lot of this bullshit, we don't have to go through anymore. You can put it in the email. Don't say you can't because you just spent two, three, ninety days, how long it's going to be, putting everything in the email, so it can be done, so please stop harassing us with the phone calls, while we're here, stop harassing us with the Zooms and the conference calls, it's not necessary, y'all all here chit-chatting, everybody want to have a virtual happy hour, I don't want to do that, you have to understand that it's hard enough for us to keep it together, while we can't really go outside, only going out for necessities, can't, you know, socialize and everything with people who we would choose to socialize with, could we do so, so the last thing we want to do is be on some fucking fake setup Zoom, fake socializing with people we don't want to talk to anyway, Okay, I didn't want to talk to you in the office. I don't want to talk to you now. Please, have, I understand we got to have the updates. Anybody got any issues? Anybody got any problems? If you don't, 
we can close this call out. We don't need to sit here asking. Don't ask me how I. Am. Oh, well, we just is for everybody's health, bitch. If I got, if I get catch coronavirus, I'm gonna be either one of two things. I'm being here and get over. Or I'm gonna have to go to the hospital. Either way, it ain't nothing you can do to me for me through the Zoom chat. So please just leave me alone, okay? It's, it's, I just, it's, you know, a lot of us, and I'm thankful I'm here by myself. I can't imagine being stuck in here with another human being, let alone a whole bunch of human beings, some kids. But I got to imagine a lot of people on, they, they, you know, wits in with the people who they love and are responsible for and actually like spending time with. So the last thing they want to do is be on a goddamn Zoom pretending and faking with some bunch of strangers. Talk to your family. Talk to your kids. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do no extra chit chat. I don't want to hear nothing about your life. I don't want to hear about how you coping we all we all doing the best we can uh yeah we know such so can't go outside i know yeah grocery stores toilet paper all this we all know i know we all doing the same thing i really don't want to sit and talk about it on chat with y'all okay that's my public service announcement i know a lot of y'all feel me out there it's like just so many people going out of their way to make an already terrible situation worse you know just cut it out like understand nobody this all this extra social is not necessary and if anything comes out of this experience i hope it is that that you know what people really can truly do their work people can really can truly be happy really people really can do um you know contribute uh in a good way in a positive way and move you know the the bar forward or whatever little colloquial speech you want to use without all this extra forced socialization that nobody really wants to do anyway so got that out the way um the other, so, uh, as a piggyback onto that, like I told y'all last week, a lot of this stuff with the corona is not adding up to me, um, and I still say that, but this thing with the timetable, first let me say, as we all know, New York is the epicenter, right? We started our, our social distancing, uh, some people just starting it now, we started our social distancing a little, um, what, last week, or I can't, time is a flat circle to me, a, a week or a week before, I'm off because my actual, my job, my company, we actually started it before New York did because, like I said, I work for a British company and had already been in Europe. So they had already started putting, and, you know, they don't have a president that's in fucking denial. So they had already started putting measures in. So it's hard for me. We were actually, we were actually doing social distancing um, and work from home quite a bit before everybody else was like we were doing 50% where half of us were working from home for two weeks and then we were rotating so we have been doing it for quite a while so my time line is off from when it started but um what I want to say is like you know I've told y'all before when I was in the Marines when I was in the military and when I was overseas you know we did a lot of we did a lot of shit over there but one of the things you know you have to do is not control the population, but like you, there's, you know, you run in different operations and different stuff. And sometimes, you know, you have to strip certain things. And so you have to like set dates and timelines for when, you know, to keep the population, like, you know, even if, just to keep the population happy. Oh, we going to be on operation, whatever, whatever for six months. So, you know, the bombing is only going to go on for, you have to have, a, you know, give people a timetable so they can know what their specs, they can hunker down so they can plan. Right. And so what I'm saying about this Corona is, so New York has been peaking. They they gave a, a date of the peak in April fifteenth, and um, after that, you know, we all know that we're not going back by East, like the President said. But people are trying to figure out when people are going to be able to come out. Different dates have been given. Um, I think the New York date is. I don't. I don't think everybody's date is going to be the same because, like what I said, New York. We we 
are the epicenter and we our peak is going to be different and once our once our curve flattens um you know i think that's going to be different than when some place like florida some other of these other places when their curves flatten right but um you have to this is this thing where they keep giving a date and then they keep extending a date and then they keep extending it you can't do it like that and I understand that they're, I actually don't really know what they're trying to do. I, I don't know if they're trying to tamper panic or if they're trying to, you know, see how it goes or what. But like, whatever the date is, the real date, they need to give people that date. Or they need to pick a date. After, you know, it peaks on this date, get the sciences together and figure out date. Because if you, if you tell people April 15th, and then you tell people um, May 30th, and then you tell people June 3rd, if you keep moving that date, at some point, people are going to say, you know what, fuck this, and I'm going out, and as the weather, because people are already, it's hard enough to get people in the house now, and as the weather gets better, people are definitely going to do that, because, and it's me, I'm people, because I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be in this apartment in air-conditioned weather, I'm not going to be up in here all day in June and July, so y'all going to have to figure something out, and y'all going to have to get a tamp-down date, and after that day, people can come out, and it's just going to have to be what it's going to be, because at some point, people, if, you know, they keep releasing these numbers, they keep putting you know, the number dead, the number affected, and if you keep putting those numbers out, and you keep putting the date back, and some people are going to be like, fuck it, y'all lying, or something's not adding up, or something's not right, I'm going outside, because we've been in the house for three, four months now, and these numbers are still going up, and people are still dying, so clearly what we're doing not working, so I'm just going to go out. So, you know, I think whatever the date is, they need to give it, because people have to... People have to have an end date. If you want people to hold and do what you say and have hope, you need to give them a date. Now, what, even if it's a fake date, like let's just say you say June 1st. You know it's not going to be June 1st, but you just say June 1st. Now you have people that they have a date. And then what you can do as June 1st approaches, now you can, you know, and, and, and say, you know, hey, we're going to extend it to July. Then you can say something like, hey, we got some new information, blah, blah, blah. You still might have an issue, but you, but you know, you could deal with it at that, at that time. But if they keep rolling out, pushing these dates back and pushing these dates back, particularly with the kids and the school, and the sport, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, I don't know what's going to take for people to get out of this business as usual. Like, like everything is still the same. Like, you you can't do that anymore. And you can't be worried about people's feelings and how people are going to feel about it. You can't. Like, look, all these choices were on the table in 2016. You did what you did. Now we stuck with this income. We have no government. We have no leader. We have nothing that's functioning. And shit is fucked up. And people are just going to have to understand it or not. But either way... This is what it is. It's nothing we can do about it. It is the worst case situation. Y'all want to know how bad could it be? This is how bad it could be. So, you know, I don't know what to fucking tell you because it's totally avoidable. We didn't have to do any of this. Y'all want to be some fucking clowns and, and vote Donald Trump for president. So here we go. And that's just it. Like, gotta start getting real with people, man. Like, people, everybody thinks this is a joke. People going out and coughing on food, doing all this stupid shit. Let me tell you something. Harlem. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know when it's gonna hit Harlem, but it's gonna hit Harlem hard because these black people. I don't know what it is, my people, but y'all are not doing social distancing. Y'all are just out here, even when like you out here and the stores are trying to like inst institute it. You still standing too close to people. The grocery store lines. Thank God the grocery store. The grocery stores was the problem, but they finally got together. They're keeping people out the store, so they'll have a line outside the store, like oh, because you know they like only ten people or whatever can come in the store, so there's a line, but the line, people are all bunched up, and I'm like, yo, y'all defeating the fucking part, the whole point of this line that you are in right at this moment 
is so that people will not be all bunched up in the store so that we can keep social distancing and here y'all in the line all up on each other like it makes no sense I, you know, I go for my walks every day. We have these wide, you know, sidewalks in New York City. Sidewalks very wide. It could be you and one other person. You walking towards them. They walk. I'm trying to keep my six feet. This motherfucker just getting close and just so they so can pass right by you. And I'm like, what are you doing? Keep your distance. Like, nobody's listening. People walking around with gloves on all day. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand how gloves work? Gloves are to, are for sanitary purposes. Gloves are like you go into the hospital room, you put the gloves on. You do everything in the hospital room. The gloves are to keep the, you know, the germs off your hands. You get them the gloves. Soon as you leave that room, you throw those gloves away. If you keep those gloves on and go all walking around, then you have to feed it. Then you might as well just have it in your hands because you're moving all those germs around. I see people walking around all day with gloves on. Why do you have on gloves? If you're wearing, for what reason? If you have coronavirus on the gloves and you're wearing them all day, guess what? You got coronavirus on your gloves. Like, I don't understand it. People out here in these painter's masks and all these fake-ass masks. Like, listen, if you want to put something over your face to make yourself feel better, okay, fine. But again, it's not really helping you. Because y'all are out here with these masks and these gloves on, and, like, that's, like, the super protection, and you don't have to stay six feet apart. Sis, it's better to have no gloves and no mask and stay six feet away from people than it is to have on a mask and gloves and be all up over each other because you're touching everything with your hands, so you're touching with your gloves. You pass, if you got this on your gloves, you're passing it off. You're all in each other's face with your painter's mask on. So, like, it's very frustrating to watch. It's very frustrating to watch because it's like, God damn, do y'all understand? This is a virus. It is passed through touch. It is passed through somebody touches something and you touch something. It's passed through the air, like uh, res- respiratory, so like breath and stuff like that. So stop being up on people. It's not necessary. It's two of us in this store. Why are you right next to me? Man. Um, yeah. So that's all I got to say about Corona. Um, personally, my personal opinion, we'll see if it, it, it um, bears out. I don't think, regardless of what happens, I don't think they're going to go past May 1st. Because I think they're going to, it's going to become apparent if it's not already, that it's not going to hold. Unless you're going to bring an army of somebody out, have us all in our houses at gunpoint, people are not going to be staying out past May 1st. And so I think that that's why they're doing this super clamp down now. They probably should have did it earlier, but they want to make sure that, okay, let's flatten the curve, you know, and we'll do May 1st, and then we'll deal with it after that. Because you know, I just don't see it past May 1st. And listen, people are dying. Like, it's, you know, if you're looking on the internet, you're looking on the news, looking at the numbers, people are dying. Like, these people are really, really dying. All the hospitals are packed. Um, You wouldn't be able to tell it on the street, but, and it's not just old people. It's not just, you know, people are getting this stuff and dying. So it's very serious. So please, you know, stay inside whenever you can. Wash your hands. I People talking about the Purell. I'm sure that that's great. But wash your hands. You know, that's, you know, wash your hands. Purell is for outside. You inside your house, you're touching doorknobs, you're coming from the store, whatever. You go to the store, you got your hands on the counter. That's the part that's dangerous. And shout out to Dwayne Reed and CBS because they're not playing around. They got their, um, you know, the crates that they use to restock. They got them shits up against the register so you can't be linked all up in the, in the fucking cashier's face. And I'm not mad because I don't know about where y'all at, Brooklyn and Queens, but up here in Harlem, these people are just not getting it. They just standing too close. They gathering in groups. And it's another thing, like, y'all, just because they say... 
Don't be in groups of 10 or more. That doesn't mean that 10 or less is safe if somebody in that 10 has the coronavirus. People keep doing these parties and, and being shocked as, oh, well, it was less than 10 people. Because if, if one person has it, then you all got it. The whole point of less than 10 people is it decreases your chances that more than one person or a whole bunch of people will have it. But it only takes one person to have it. So I hope y'all understand that just because you have less than 10 people doesn't mean you and, and not at risk, which is why you need to cut that shit out and, and stay in the house like people telling you to do, man. Like, goddamn. It's, it's, you know, I know it sucks. I hate it too, but like, again, this is what we have to do. This is where we are. This is the corner that we have painted ourselves in, and it just ain't no more out. You're going to have to do what you got to do. You have to suck it up. And a lot of y'all talking this whole revolution, ready for war bullshit, I just want you all to know that you are not, because you can't even follow simple directions to stay in the house. And, um, you know, I saw somebody uh tweet all these... Listen, God bless the first responders and the medical people. I know they got y'all out here fucking janky as shit. They're not giving y'all no protection. These fuck-ass presidents fucking y'all up. I understand, and I appreciate y'all sacrifice. But at the same time, we got these medical people on here talking about, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to treat so-and-so because I'm in the vulnerable population. And I'm like, then you need to not go to work because if you're a medical professional, you know, your job is to treat the people. That's like, to me, I'm like, that's like if I'm at war and they, and they telling me I got to go hold, you know, I got to go man this machine gun so they don't go through the ball. I can't be like, oh, well, I, you know, I could get shot too. I'm vulnerable to bullets too. I can't like, you know, I'm not understanding it. Like we, un- like you're a medical professional. Like, you know, we understand they, 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 killing y'all out here, but we, we see in a whole, I've seen a whole bunch of medical people doing the best they can and making, you know, going to trash bags, which is a fucking disgrace. But like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just not turning over to me. These people that are doing these videos about how, you know, I refuse to work because, you know, I'm not going to treat the patients because I'm vulnerable also. Then why are you at work? And if you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've seen a lot of the medical people doing what they can do. And I know it's very dangerous. And I know it's fucked up. They, they don't have the equipment for y'all. But I'm not sure about just not doing your job because, you know, oh, I, you know, I have bronchitis or I have asthma or whatever. Uh, then, you know, maybe don't go to work. I don't know. Um, it just wasn't. It wasn't turning over to me. It, it just wasn't, you know, what's the phrase of the moment? Read the room. It just wasn't. When you when you and when you see other doctors, you know, wrapping themselves in trash bags and doing the best they can to treat people, it just wasn't, you know, turning all the way over to me. Um, yeah. Uh so and I wanted to save these these two things for last. So um the other day, I'm not sure what day it was, apparently everybody everybody starts talking about the brat on the TL. And I'm like, what is everybody talking about the brat for? And they talking about she came out and I was like, Did she? So I looked and saw there. Apparently, she's been dating some girl, which I didn't know for a while. And the girl bought her a, um, a Bentley truck. And everybody was saying this was her cut. Now, I saw, I didn't see the video. So I was like, well, did she come out or did a girl buy her a Bentley truck? Because that's two different things. Because, you know, y'all like to y'all like to say coming out is a very specific thing. It's a, it's a person making an affirmative statement that, yes, I'm queer, yes, I'm gay, whatever it want to be, and claiming that for themselves and letting you know that that's how they identify. Short of that, people are not coming out. People are not coming out just because you've seen them in a picture with somebody thinks they're girlfriend. People are not coming out because, you know, that's 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 not a thing. And y'all, y'all use that very loosely, and y'all throw it on things that you probably should not. And, um, so I was like, did the, cause the, we, listen, the Brad, we know the Brad been, been, uh, you know, 
doing dykery for a long fucking time. The brat went to jail because she bust a, a girl upside the head with a bottle over some other girl. So we've been knowing about the brat for a long time. That's why I was like shocked at this point that she would be coming out. I still um, didn't think she did, but then I saw I saw what people were referring to where she had an Instagram post where she did actually. So I was like, okay, fine. But that was on the Instagram post. The video that y'all were showing, I didn't see. They were like, you know, just showing her this other girl. Apparently this girl's like CEO of some company or something like that. And according to her, they've been out there. But like I said, it's because y'all been out. I don't care if you see them everywhere. I don't care if y'all see them holding hands. Unless a person tells you themselves that that's what they're doing, then, you know, again, what have I, Queen Latifah, all that, you know, privacy, all that shit, quote fingers, privacy. You're not being private. You're just not coming out. Like, keep it real. Like, private, if you was being private, we wouldn't see y'all out together. Y'all be in the house or whatever. Like, y'all, you're, y'all, you know, set it up somewhere where nobody would see y'all. That's being private. Like, y'all just playing games. But, so, you know, happy for her. I think everybody should come out. I think there's a lot more, um, uh, you know, gays on, on, on the black side than, than we know, um, just, just from a number standpoint, um, you know, particularly on the women's side, uh, excuse me, sorry, I know there's reasons why people don't come out, but I think they're less and less now, and I think depending on what you're doing, it's really still kind of more of an excuse than anything, um, because I think there's enough people out now who've shown that, you know, you can, you know, still get the job, still do the roles, still, you know, whatever, and it doesn't only, in other words, only the dumbest of the dumb, only the ignorant of the ignorant are thinking, oh, he's gay, how are you going to play a straight role if he's gay, like, uh, he's an actor, same way he can play a goddamn retard, and he's not retarded, like, you sound stupid, um, yeah, so, you know, congrats, um, hope they have shit, I'm looking for a sugar mama to buy me a goddamn Bentley truck, because it don't look like I'm be able to buy my own no time soon, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe coming out if they forgive them student loans and I'll be, I'll be good to go, but it ain't looking too great at the moment. Although they have suspended interest payments, which, you know, is something, um, we're going to see though, this, this, this depression that we're going to go into is going to be something new that, you know, we've never experienced. It's not going to be like the old depression. You know what? Somebody, it's a podcast, um, on the 1918 flu and I need to listen to that to see, um, what became of that, because, as we all know, um, that happened in 1918, and the 1920s was roaring, so, you know, I think, I get, I don't know, it's a different kind of depression to where, than the one we had in 2008, when the banks failed, this is not a, you know, businesses basically have to close, because, you know, people can't go anywhere, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when people are able to go back, again, what's gonna happen, like, you know, because, I mean, we're still gonna need, a lot of these restaurants are closing, now the mom and pops might not be able to come back, but we know the, the all these other restaurants, like, we're still gonna need pizza, we're still gonna need these places, so, you know, it's interesting to see what happens when they open back up, um, but I'm gonna listen to that podcast to see. I, I'm, I'm interested to know what they did after the 1980 influenza Spanish flu because it seems like this might, you know, be very similar. Um, yeah. So, um, that's about it. The last thing I wanted to say was, so I told y'all I don't like to fool with Hulu, and I still don't like to fool with Hulu. But I, I have, you know, I'm watching Little Fires everywhere. I let it, I, I let it go a few weeks. So I can get like three or four episodes piled up and then I watch it. So that's what I did yesterday between the TV cutting off. I don't know what the hell the problem is with Hulu, but it's a pain in the ass. But, um, it's, it's, it's decent. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be rooting for because Carrie Washington's character, I don't like, um, I can't, I actually, I'm not, not for nothing. I'm almost kind of rooting for Reese Witherspoon's character because I just think, I just, I just, 
think that she's a little bit more um, likable than Carrie Washington's character. Um, if you're watching it, you know what I mean. If you don't, you know, check it out. It's pretty good. Ozarks is back on Netflix. Um, I'm, this one is taking me a little bit to get through because this whole thing with Marty and, um, and um, damn, what's Marty wife name? Anyway, they, they beef in this season because one wants to do one thing, the other wants to do the other thing. And it's kind of it's kind of on my nerves because I feel like Marty is, is being a little silly. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to get through. I probably, you know, I'm not sure what episode I'm on, but I, I usually watch that joint. This third season is kind of, uh, a little bit dragging for me. Um, but that's back. Uh, Players Club is on, on Netflix if you want to watch stuff. Again, I don't really have all this free time that some people have. I don't like, I don't have the TV on during the day when I work and none of that. Um, so, you know, all these people talking about all this stuff they got on their watch list because they home. Good for y'all. I, I don't really have time to watch like that. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not any further along in my Netflixes than I was before all of this happened. Um, so kind of at the same clip. Um, what else I want to suggest? I know y'all don't like Lena Waithe, or some of y'all don't, but y'all, her show, The 20s, on BET, comes on Wednesday at 10, it's pretty damn good, and I don't usually watch the BET shows, and I didn't know if I was gonna like this show, but it's pretty damn good, I like it, it's pretty funny, I love that the, the, um, lead is a, um, mass-presenting woman, um, but it's not really, it's not what I thought it was going, it's actually pretty good, I mean, I'm sure, I assume it's based on Lena's, you know, early life, but it's pretty good, I like it, so, you know, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, Macbeth or nothing, but it's, it's, for BET, I usually don't watch any of those little, you know, BET shows, but this one's pretty decent, because 20s comes on Wednesday at 10, yeah, and so that's it, like, I think I did a show, it ain't no more, I mean, you know, everybody's in the house, not too much going on, um, yeah, so I hope all you, everybody is doing well. I hope y'all coping the best you can. I know this shit, you know, I'm starting to get into a little rhythm, but it still fucking sucks. I really would. I, I swear the first day they say we can go back to work, I'm going back. Um, yeah, so I don't have no Genghis kicks because ain't nothing dropped yet. But it is some drops coming up soon that I will have for y'all. And in that uh, vein, a lot of sales out here. So, I mean, I don't know if you're still blessed with a job, thank God, or, you know, we don't know what's going to go on. You might want to save up, but it's a lot of sales out here at the moment if you, you know, want to catch some. I mean, 70, 80% off. So, you know, get get on it if, if, if you're inclined to do so. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. I'm Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. It's the easiest way to hit me. You can also, thanks for asking, podcast at gmail.com. And you can find this on all places where you can find uh, podcasts. Yeah, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, and I think that's it. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Love y'all. Rate me, like me, tell your friends, and see y'all next week. Corona Diaries Part 2. Peace.